0: Um, this is No Chip Flick Moments, and I am your co-host Remy. Hi, Remy. I am your other co-host, B. And oh, as I said, this is No Chip Flick Moments. This is our supernatural watchcast. And today, hi B. Today, we're covering <laughs> season 14, episode 14, uh Ouroboros. Oba bobos. <laughs> And, um, oh yeah, I'm the one who does the written by and directed by, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so this episode was written by uh, Steve Yaki, and it was directed by Eamon Kaderali. And the description for this episode reads: uh, Sam and Dean enlist the help of Rowena to track down a demigod who feasts on human flesh. The challenge of keeping Michael at bay is proving to be more difficult than originally anticipated.
1: If that's all they give us, <laughs> that's all they give us. It was just yeah. Oh my god.
0: Well, yeah. I'm gonna have some thoughts. I mean, not just I uh, just okay. This episode. <laughs> Okay, my first thought. I
1: love this episode. I
0: adore this episode. I love it so much.
1: <laughs> this episode it's so is so much amazing. fun to rewatch. Oh.
0: You know, I have, um, I have seen this episode more than any of the other episodes this season. I know that, like, I I watched it live. I rewatched it with my husband, actually, because we didn't get the chance to watch it together. And you know, you know my ass is in front of the TV on Thursday. Sorry, hubby. <laughs> <laughs> you snooze, you lose on that one. Um, and and we, you and I, yep. rewatched it. <laughs> just a couple of days after airing because we were like huh this episode huh oh my god so well okay so actually let's talk a little bit about the 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 um not canonical the the flashback context of the live airing of this episode where we had let's go let's go back The episode previous to this episode was Lebanon. And then after just a couple of episodes, after the mid-season hiatus, we had Lebanon. And then we had another month-long hiatus.
1: So we we got like three episodes after mid-season hiatus. And then we got a month-long hiatus. And then we got this episode. So it was a lot of what's going to happen next because of the note that Lebanon left off on.
0: It well you know we went on a hiatus and and but it was just kind of like oh, okay we did the 300th. that seems like a good little uh yeah mid season <laughs> stopping have a vacation point. yeah yeah and a- and then
1: this episode happened and we're like what what <laughs> what the first half hour I was like okay it's a monster of the week episode <laughs> and then the last half hour I was like get me off the roller coaster <laughs> I want to leave let's go. <laughs> I, oh my god, it's really hot in here, so,
0: <laughs> it doesn't, that doesn't, like, mean anything or have any... You're gonna any... add, like, heat stroke to
1: the current delirium <laughs> we're experiencing?
0: I'm, my, let's just say that my evaporation cooler for my house is not working very well, um, oh, no. the, this past week here in good old New Mexico. Um... So, let's let's actually get let's get into it, B. Let's go. Are we ready for this? I are I mean, we got to be at some point.
1: I say we are. <laughs> All right, so this episode, it kicks off in Raton, New Mexico. Hey, New Mexico. Yeah. And uh, we start off with some bubbly French music. There is this guy in the kitchen. He's got a shirt open. His feet bare, and he's working on some gourmet cooking. Yes. And uh, as the camera goes around the room, he approaches this corpse with its rib cage kind of open, and he pulls what looks like a liver straight out of the victim's chest and starts breading it. <laughs> So now we know what all this beautiful food is for. We had a Mm -hmm. whole montage of all this chopping and stirring and... and Yeah, zucchini, pasta. It looked like there was some sort of ragu that he was cooking. It looked like a good meal up until, like, the liver thing. And I was like, oh, oh, no, thanks. I'll pass on that one.
0: (laughs) Okay, so my one and only thought, even on the fourth, fifth watch of this episode, I'm like, I love him. I, I know. <laughs> I love him already. I love him already. I don't even care that he has a corpse
1: <laughs> on the island. I mean, yeah, and a snake by the corpse too. He's like, I gotta have my buddy here while I'm, you know, somebody uh-huh. to ch- chat with. And the the music
0: is perfect. This actor is perfect. Um, I I
1: I love him. I adore this character. And yes. Yeah, we don't learn his name until later, Uh but if we drop it right now, it's Noah. Yeah. Noah here is cooking up a storm. And he drops this line that's basically along the lines of, you know, we've been interrupted doing this before, so we better just double check how much time we got. Talking to uh, Felix, his his familiar. Yes. (laughs) Felix the snake. He's a snake. And so Noah pops the victim's eyeball out and does a good old chomp there. And his eyes, they go all snaky. And then he sees Sam and Dean entering the house with guns. And he goes, okay, well, fuck, we gotta go. They're on their way again. Yeah. And so the dude hightails out of there. He grabs his shoes from the door, grabs his snakeskin coat, God bless. <laughs> you love and, him. Okay. Oh, he, 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 oh, yeah. He also grabbed this victim's second eye to go. Yeah. A snack for the road, he says. Yes. And so if we were paying attention, I it took me until, like, the fourth watch to catch this. But the very start of that scene, it showed a clock at 7.15 p.m. And then the very next scene, it's the same clock, 7.30 30. Sam and Dean come into the house, followed by Jack and Cass. And they come into the kitchen to find the pots are overboiling. There's meat burning on the stove. And Cass and Jack go into the kitchen first and are looking at the victim and it's a blackened mouth. And Jack is mostly disturbed by the cooking aspect of this scene. Uh-huh. He says he's cooking the victims again. And we're kind of in media
0: Res here. We're coming in in the and the narrative here is saying, God, again he got away again. This is what yes. everyone is talking about. We they have been tracking this uh this this killer. They have no idea who or what it is, but they've been tracking this killer that's been butchering and eating its victims. Um, It's victims who there was always at their own residence, uh, dead at their own residence, I should say. Um, They're cut open with no restraints and no Mm -hmm. um, signs of a struggle, which is just baffling to them. And they've been trying to track down this, this monster or killer uh, with with no success for weeks.
1: Yeah, because it's a really puzzling case. You have the people who are dead, but they were alive while they were being cut into, but they weren't restrained. So what the heck's going on? And how is this person who's doing this constantly evading us? and Dean does this little toss away like he goes, oh my money's still on witchcraft and then we hear Rowena immediately <laughs> sassing back in the background
0: so bigoted I don't know what she says but it's basically like oh you're always so quick to blame witches aren't you Dean? yes uh, but so so my very first thought on this opening scene when when Sam and Dean come in the door and then Cass and Jack quickly follow i'm like hey the whole gang is here on a hunt this is beautiful i love it they're working together they're all on the hunt um and then rowena shows up and and that is the most perfect icing on this cake
1: that's that's the cherry on the icing on the cake. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> the whole gang is here.
0: They are just going back and forth with, with the most beautiful banter.
1: Um, oh, yeah. She's just like, okay, you might not like witchcraft, but only one of us was ring-a-ding in my phone and interrupted my spa day. <laughs> And, like, my tracking spell worked. So, like, I get points. We found the thing. Like, now like, no, no, we didn't get the guy who did it. So no points actually awarded Rowena. Uh-huh. And and when Dean
0: says that, like, oh, 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 I don't see any results. So oh, oh much good you've done. She just rolls her eyes and she walks into the kitchen and she gives, uh, gives Castle a one-two. And she says, hello, Castiel. Oh, I
1: love it. I love her so much because she seems to be like one of the few who can (laughs) fluster Cass and just seeing him kind of like, oh, no, what she wants. I love it. I love it. I could do this all day, but
0: going forward, we, yeah. we're we're still kind of laying out some of the details that we know so far of the case, you know, the same MO of the other six victims in New Mexico that we have, you know, that they had seen before and they still haven't caught this guy. And um, they say, and it, it's, it's, you know, it's all the same, but uh, Jack says, uh, uh, not all the same. And he picks up a snake skin, a shedded snake skin from the uh, floor of the kitchen. And they're like, that's new. Yeah. And that doesn't look like it belonged here before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Dean says, uh, maybe he has a pet. And Sam says, uh, does this place
1: scream snake guy to you? Yeah. <laughs> And, like, Sam's been looking through the phone. He's Mm -hmm. like, I can't see any pet pictures in here. And Dean's looked through the wallet and be like, nope, this is the guy's house. And, yeah, Rowena, what did she
0: say? She said, uh, not enough Pantera posters for one. Yes. Not a snake guy. Not a snake guy, but Anne and Rowena is also approaching this victim who, as I said, is laid out as the the the, the cutting board on the kitchen island, and he uh, she she says. Um, do all the victims have blackened lips like this because we can see that his um his lips and the area around his lips is discolored in a grayish black and and dean says yeah but you know we are more focused on the chopping and eating portion of this hunt and, and, and Rowena
1: was basically like oh foolish boy <laughs> And Jack's just like, okay, does it mean something? And Rowena, my dear boy, everything means something. This this whole episode is just gonna be us quoting back and forth this entire episode. Because oh, I, I honestly, yeah. And yeah. Okay, something new we haven't mentioned earlier. The victim wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> I did, I forgot about that. Yeah, and and noah he had his shirt open and he didn't have any socks on and i feel like these will be relevant details when we get to a later scene talking about his character but yeah like there's no batting an eye at the fact that this dude's laid out on the kitchen island and he's just in his (laughs) like underpants and dean's just like well his pants are here i'm just gonna go pluck his wallet out of it (laughs) like
0: and 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 wherever sam got the phone but yeah were...
1: there, there's so much happening in like six minutes oh, it takes us like two hours to discuss six minutes we gotta keep moving
0: <laughs> i know i know so okay so they're they're still kind of like all standing around the island and jack starts coughing he just yes. oh, and, and 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 like the audience the entire room just falls immediately quiet with their eyes on Jack. And 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 Jack is just like, he looks up and he's like, oh my God, I, I there was some pepper on something or something. Like, I'm not dying, guys. You know that this is not the first time that he's had to say this.
1: Yes, and it feels like such a teen thing to do. Like, he has this little bit of dramatic edge to it yeah. as he's saying it. Yeah. Um, it was great. Uh, yes. And oh my god. Okay, so my next note just says Dean
0: straight face.
1: and I don't yes. know. I don't know why he there's was so many moments in the scene where he is just like staring waiting for the other person to break. Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, you like you want some reaction? You're not getting a reaction. Basically, we talk about the gang together. And
0: you know what? That just spark uh, comes through. In the acting and in every scene that we have our whole ensemble in a scene because Jared and Jensen and Misha and Alex and uh oh, Ruthie. Ruthie. Oh, I'm such a I'm such a bad person. <laughs> and and Ruth, they just all work so well together and they have so much fun doing it that even in these like oh we're just like kind of walking around uh, a literal crime scene and trying to break down the case uh, it's such a fun thing to watch because uh, they are just so dynamic all yes. these actors are so dynamic working together.
1: Yeah, there's not one who is like, I'm the funny man, and then I'm the straight man. Like, they all are having their moments of being grumpy, of being funny, of being serious. Yeah, It's just, it's so rich. I Yeah, I love it. I'm like, this six minutes on repeat, thank you, Lord, I'll do it again and again. I know. And I mean, I don't know if
0: I've talked about it a lot, but I think I have mentioned it before, how in... Um since season 12 I would I would want to say season 12 season 13 14 but especially this season 14 we have been Moving in a direction with the writing um, that lends itself more towards you know the ensemble cast, and I know that there was you know reasons for doing this. J- Jared and Jensen wanted some of the you know weight off of their shoulders, and and we finally listed Cass and and uh, not Cass, Misha and Alex as like as show leads um, instead of just supporting actors. But but. Uh, i I so do enjoy the fact that this is not just the cast and De- uh sorry <laughs> that this is not just the Sam and Dean show anymore we do have that ensemble and we do have these like branching storylines that we can continue to build on and and I mean, I don't think there was a single scene this episode that was just Dean and Cass. De- Dean and Sam. I you can't. Have sorry, one track mind. I know. Fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I, I so. Do I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, I don't think there was a single scene that was just Dean and Sam. This this whole episode, and not to say that's you know a good or a bad thing, but it's different and it's fresh, and I like the show a lot. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Yes, just... it keeps reinventing itself. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Should we go on to the second scene? Oh my God, <laughs> we're fucked. Yes, so we should. <laughs> We should definitely go on to the second scene. All right. So we approach a motel and Sam and Rowena are inside reading up a storm and she brings up Jack's miraculous recovery Yeah, and she won't accept what Sam has been telling her about it so far, which is just some magic and not much more detail than that.
0: Yeah, but Sam still doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, and one... Uh, Ruth looks amazing this scene, and two Sam Jared, that shirt is so ugly it's so ugly <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rowena her, her eye makeup God bless the copper with the green. she's in jewel tones, she's gorgeous she's
0: always gorgeous, uh, and whatever she's wearing, it's sleeveless, and um, oh boy, Ruth. You've got got some guns, and I'm appreciating it. A plus. Yes. But Sam, uh, Jared, that shirt, not doing you any favors. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what Rowena sees in you, Sam. She just needs to take you shopping. Um, Yes.
1: She sees the hair as like, okay, there's some foundation I can work with. Sam's going, Jack's all right. You don't need to worry. And she's lying by saying, no, no, I'm not worried. I'm curious more than anything. Uh-huh. And she uses that as a segue into Dean and Michael. She's curious about how that's holding up too. And for how long is Dean going to manage?
0: And Sam, again, he says, Dean's fine. Jack's fine. We're all fine. And then we got to the 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 uh, I guess Mexican restaurant where we have um Cass and Dean sitting at a table uh, and and they each have a coffee and we have a
1: whole conversation about how basically no one's fine. <laughs> yeah, how the word fine is just the word that they go to, but it is essentially meaningless because while they're sitting there, Um, initially Dean's just pointing out that they seem to have better odds now that Rowena's here helping, but he sort of flinches in on himself and he's struggling with the, the door that Michael is pounding against inside of his mind. Right. And Cass is watching this attentively.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that well if Cass senses something or if he can just see Dean struggling because Dean just kind of has his eyes lowered to the table but he is struggling um Cass is is ducked down trying to catch Dean's eye to ask him are you all right
1: and Dean his answer it's He was almost giving Cass a way out from this conversation. He goes, fine, that's what I'm supposed to say, right? That's what everybody says. And Cass instead pushes and goes, well, how are you really? And Dean, miracles upon miracles, continue to work this season because he answers honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we we I I have said before that if you get uh uh Cass and Dean alone together, Dean just lets go of all of those things that he has been holding. So tightly, if you put him with Sam or if you put him with Mary, he has such a death grip on those faults in himself and or what he perceives as faults in himself, his weaknesses, uh, and the role he plays with his family. Yeah. and you know, is he really fine? No. And he, like you said, he answers honestly. He he lets Cass in. And he says, every day, every moment, it's taking everything I have. It's taking all of my willpower to keep Michael in.
1: Yeah. His guard has to be constantly up. And yet here he is, his guard's down, and he's elaborating on the difficulty he's experiencing with Cass. And Cass is sympathizing. He says, well, it's not sustainable. And Dean goes, it's all on me. Yeah. And Cass counters saying, no, it's on us. We're a team. We're here to help you. And Dean, he he's not... He's trying so hard to not be dismissive of it. He yeah. is saying that he appreciates the help, but um, th- he agreed to giving them some time. But if there's no solution, we got to go back to plan B. And Cass just hates it. Like, you can see yeah. him right away trying to be like, no, 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 don't think about that. Don't go that route because we will find something.
0: Yeah. Um when when dean here said i know that you're trying and i appreciate it or i know that you're here for me and i do i appreciate that i do uh that reminded me very very strongly of when dean was saying goodbye to his brother as he yes. as he saw it uh, to build the malik box dean says i see you trying and i love you for trying and he says that he 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 says those words, which I mean, it just oof oof my heart. But um, it is the uh, uh, a connecting thread through these last few episodes that Dean does have this support system, and he sees it, and he's as you said trying not to be dismissive of it. But uh, it when it boils down to it, it really is all on Dean.
1: Yeah. And, like, there's been this recurring thread of Dean this season that he has been trying not to take accountability for 100% of the stuff. Like, at first he was saying that Michael is 100% on him, and we had him in one scene where he struggled to say what I did, what we did, what he did. So. It's been a process for him, but we see him continuing to try and strive for this by going, okay, it's not a lone wolf situation. It is not 100% on me. I'm going to try and embrace the fact that the people around me, they are sticking by me through it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, well. in Cass here, when Dean
0: brings up the Malik box, um, well, what Dean says is, if this isn't sustainable and i can't keep him in then you know what to do and and and, and Cass is just like shaking his head no uh, like you said visibly just distressed over this but uh, dean is firm he says plan b coffin ocean done and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and so this is, you know, the Dean cast coffee date, except that... We have a couple interjections. Yeah, yeah. um A couple of times throughout this conversation, we have cut to Jack in the bathroom.
1: And he is cough, cough, coughing. No. And um, there's some blood, and I just have written down, bat! And I'm
0: like, no, Jack, but... Jack, why are you hiding? Why? Oh, my God. So, again, again, he had his little coughing fit in the kitchen, and he said, I'm fine. Um, And we could write that off, but here, he is not fine. He is back where he started Basically. And he is coughing up blood. He's hiding it. He hasn't told anybody. He doesn't seem surprised by this. So, again, it's like he's totally
1: aware that he's breaking down. And... I, th- I think it's got to be, like... Maybe this soul magic thing that Lily Sunders worked on him, that it's not something that just happens subconsciously. Like, it seems that he has to fight for a balance with it. And it's like, it's pulling too much in one direction. He starts getting sick again, and then he has to ramp his powers into effect. Because he he makes his fingers glow, and he essentially heals his throat, removing that tickle. But it just doesn't seem like it is this it's a mechanical process for him he has to step in and intervene cuz it's just not a natural balance for him
0: yeah and and you know initially it, it, we're supposed to be alarmed that he is using his powers at all but lily did say that if he's just using his magic to sustain his body then it, it, he'll never miss it. it it it's just a little a little out of time. Um, and I do think about Lily who had been killing angels for a century and she, you know, she still had soul left, but we see Jack using this magic to heal himself. And he's obviously been lying to, to Sam, Dean and Cass. Um, and we're just like, Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're not entirely sure how this is going to play. out. Yeah. Up. But he leaves the bathroom. He comes back to the table Not so much interrupts, but Dean and Cass are in sort of a lull in the conversation, and Cass is worrying after Jack. He doesn't look at 100%, but Jack goes, no, I'm fine. And Dean kind of laughs like, hey, look, everybody's fine. (laughs) <laughs>
0: and and a uh, uh, cast gives him a bitch face, and and yeah, he's so done
1: with these two. Uh huh. And and Jack's like, oh, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. It was just this real subtle inside joke that Dean was tossing out there.
0: I know. I can't. I hate it. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm not. This is not my Dean Cast podcast. This is not my Dean Cast podcast. <laughs>
1: It it was a real soft moment. Like there was a real strong sense of history between them, and rewatching this scene, I just got really soft feelings. I was like, mm. and they were both speaking very, you know, I, I,
0: I don't, I, I hesitate to call it intimately because I don't mean it like I've that. I've been but...
1: hesitantly <laughs> trying to avoid saying intimate too, but it, it's it's the proximity that you have from someone you know and you care about like someone that's been by your side for years it is intimate because they are
0: they're they are leaning in across the table and they are speaking very low and they are honestly expressing themselves in in a way that we just don't see from them with with other characters and it's
1: oof I was thinking of the scene that we saw in 12, where Dean was driving, and he had the moment where Michael was pounding on his head, and he flinches and kind of flexes his way out from it, and Sam either didn't see it, or he didn't note it. And then comparing it to this scene here, Dean is just, like, he's sitting in... Clear view of Cass. He struggles, and when Cass calls him on it, he doesn't deny whatsoever. He just he offers it as a conversation, and he also offers an out with it too. If D- Cass really isn't interested in talking it in detail, but of course Cass is. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because he's here for him. Oh, I just I love that Cass is being this. He is like, this is my family. And mm-hmm. he's pulling all of them and he's protective of all. And I just love it. I 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 love, it. I love this episode. <laughs> so briefly, um, Sam, now, oh, sorry.
0: Now, Dean. Cass and Jack are all sitting at the table. They briefly discuss uh, the death so far, and Cass says, well, they seem to be very, like, ritualistic in nature. Maybe it's not a, a monster. Maybe it's just some religious nut. And and Jack's like, well, it, whoever's doing this is the monster either way. And and they're hoping that Rowena and Sam, with all their many books, might be able to uh, help a- Aid in cracking this this uh, uh, head scratcher of a
1: case so here Sam calls on Dean's cell and basically Dean hangs up saying that they found something yeah And we hop back to the motel where Dean, Jack, and Cass are lined up on the couch, and they are ready for a presentation from Sam and Rowena.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're lined up on the couch, and Rowena and Sam are standing in front of them, uh, Rowena with a a book, and uh, Sam... Uh, With a tablet, he's, like you said, they are definitely about to present their findings and uh, Dean gives a little wiggle and he's like, it's like the AV club. And Jack's just like, "What's an AV club?" <laughs> and, and and Cass from the opposite side leans in and says, "It's a uh, a, a special group of people that do not play sports." And I don't know where you learned that one, but bless <laughs> God, bless. And and <laughs> D- Dean says, "Yeah, he he's AV club that guy." Yeah,
1: just and Rowen is like, "Okay, yeah, enough of the banter. Listen up, fucks. Basically, uh-huh. ten is talking." Yep. Yeah. And the long and short of this presentation is that they think it's a Gorgon, because that's a cursed being, affinity for snakes, even... Rowena goes, that snake skin we found is a bit on the nose. I'm like, thank you for lampshading that. (laughs) Oh my god, Yaki. Okay, we didn't talk about how Yaki wrote this episode, but oh my god, Yaki. God bless. And Dean immediately tosses out, oh, like Medusa. And you can see Sam and Rowena are both like, oh my god, you you got a reference? And I'm like, okay, don't sell the boy short. He knows the old history kind of stuff. He reads. Dean it's clash of the titans is what he's thinking uh-huh. and and they're like well you know the the modern
0: mythos of medusa is a little bit exaggerated she doesn't a gorgon doesn't turn literally turn its victims to stone it's their venom that can paralyze you and yeah. and they are also seers in a way, they well, I think I think it was Dean that says, "Well, how do they keep seeing? How does this 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 gorgon, if it is a gorgon, how does he keep seeing us coming?" And she Rowena says, "Well, the lore suggests that some, these gorgons are seers, and they can see." your fate and glimpse into the future.
1: Yeah. And so there's been 17 unexplained deaths in a similar fashion across the Southern states in the past yep. couple months. And they figure that the Gorgon has been eluding them by eating the eyes and then using it to see the future and just whoop, whoop, whooping out before they show <laughs> up at the same place that the Gorgon is.
0: Yeah, and and again, the lore is kind of suggesting that uh, a Gorgon will emerge and gorge itself over the period of a a few days and then, well, I guess a few weeks. (laughs) Well, she
1: said every couple of months it would do this. Uh And i was sitting there, I'm like, okay, if a gorgon is trying to gorge itself, why would it need like 17 victims? But I think it lines up with something Noah said later, which is basically that you could get so fucking bored eating people that it's like, as a snake could have just sat there, ate the whole person, picked it clean down to (laughs) bones. But... As a, I am so fucking tired of eating people, he's like, I have the one cutlet that I like and I need it from each person. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I put too much thought into cannibalism. <laughs> I, I just had a moment of self-reflection. I was like, I put a disclaimer. I'm like, I'm just genuinely thinking why he has so many victims. Uh, so he's he's gorging himself but gourmet
0: gorging yes himself. gourmet
1: gorging <laughs> we okay so 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 if he can see them then yeah. the tracking spell isn't going to be any help right. that's why he eluded them already and so jack is the one that goes well how do we get him if we can't do anything if he sees us coming mm-hmm and next
0: scene yeah next scene we uh it's nighttime. We're outside of a truck stop called Truck Stop. Yes. <laughs> big neon, it. big neon letters, Truck Stop. Just in yeah. case we were, we didn't get it.
1: Again, we're going right on the nose. Uh huh. There's this sleepy driver. He's heading towards his truck. And Noah the Gorgon, he comes out and he's kind of got his backpack and he's holding it. And, oh, you know, I'm looking for a ride. I'm looking for some food. And the guy's like... I'm not a chauffeur, and I'm not a chef, so, like, why are you looking here? Yeah, yeah. But Noah's got a little bit of doe eyes going on, saying, you know, I, I can tell that you're the type of guy who definitely wants things, and... So the driver discreetly invites him into the cab. Yep. Yep. And again, I'm like snake, <laughs> snake skin snake coat. Oh, was it ever in doubt that this guy was on the high end of the Kinsey scale? I mean, I don't. I I love him, okay? And like we do know that he says later that he's not terribly discriminate, but I I remember texting you this scene <laughs> because of the hour difference between us. And I was trying to not give things away, but I was also definitely you, trying to make you die a little inside while you were waiting.
0: I'm going to have to go back in Discord and screenshot this conversation and post it to the the Twitter or the Tumblr because you were such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I think you said, this, this girl. Okay, I'm sorry. Listeners. Of this bitch. You can't she- put me on blast. <laughs> I'm putting you on blast because you, you had, you were in the middle of the episode a full hour before I could watch it in my time zone. And you discord messaged me. Um, uh, Remy, how many
1: kisses have there been in? Oh uh, no! I said, no, you said, said something along oh the like- oh lines of, how how many times on Supernatural has a man kissed another man? Same-sex kisses. Yes. <laughs> is what you go. said. And I was trying to not give away too much. But, um, B?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, B? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, can you imagine my reaction to the question... Uh, Remy, um, how many
1: same sex kisses have there been on the show so far? And I think a later question I asked too is something about has Cass ever, how many kisses has Cass received? Or and, something.
0: and how many times has Cass been kissed was the follow up. You bitch! <laughs> okay, I digress.
1: So, but here we are. We're at a, we're at a truck stop. We are following some amazing tropes going on here. Yeah, yeah. And we're inside the truck and the driver is kind of like, okay, so when are you getting to stuff? <laughs> And he's basically like, uh, oh, honey, I'll show you some
0: stuff. And he gives him a kiss and, and the guy is like, oh, well, you have to do better than that. But Yeah, then, that's it? Yeah, There wasn't even any tongue.
1: <laughs> but that's all that no one needed, isn't yep, it? Yep, boom. Paralysis starts setting in. But... Noah points out that the numbing takes longer, so unfortunately you're gonna feel everything. And lo and behold, the Gorgon pops his eye out.
0: (laughs) Noah, I like you a lot, but
1: the eyes do squick me a little bit. And I'm like, how he's pulling it out is not even the right way to do it. Again. Oh (laughs) not a cannibal. B, you have something to tell me? B? (laughs) No, no, it's just that's not you don't go from the top, you go from the bottom. Oh, B. I'm not putting any more thought behind that. That's all you're getting from me. <laughs>
0: oh my god. <laughs> and and he eats the eye and he gets his little snake eyes and we cut to black.
1: Yes, we don't know what he sees, just that he is seeing. And we follow up immediately. Yep. Cass and Dean approaching the police tape that the Colfax County cops have placed around this truck cab. Yep. We're still at the truck stop and it's daytime now.
0: And, and, oh, Cass, like I said, Cass and Dean are approaching the the crime scene tape.
1: Yes. And they have their FBI personas as Paige and Jones. And Cass has his badge upside down again. <laughs> well, he doesn't. He, he, he flips it open and then he checks it right away. He,
0: like, kind of turns it towards him. And then yes. he's like, uh, and we don't see him actually turn it back around. But I just like, I like. I like the those running gags. It's the best. Yes,
1: yes. It's a, a cute
0: and also too. like we didn't draw any attention to it. It's literally yes. happening in the background, so it's yes. just there for it, it. I know it took me two or three watches to even notice so okay. yeah
1: the first time i watched it I was like oh he got it right and then i watched closer and i'm like oh no he didn't
0: it's even better <laughs> it's even better page and jones fbi hunter
1: husbands at law Dun, dun. <laughs> The cop that they approach is a little bit like, okay, why are there FBI here? And they tell him that it crosses state lines. And he is still kind of not taking the crime seriously. And I wrote down, Cass glowers. I wrote down hard ass Cass because uh the cop
0: is is uh Dean D- basically says, Have you seen something like this before? And and the guy says the cop says, younger kind of guy. He he's like, well, uh, 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 oh, like this isn't weird enough. And and Cass says, I'm sorry, son. Is is this <laughs> funny to you? That's not exactly what he says, but...
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was the moment that we are having here. And the cop is just immediately cowed. I know! He's like, oh, no, sir, sorry, sir. Um, <laughs> this is just... He does say, uh, no, sir. Yes, and... The unusual thing about this scene, besides the dude's eyes being popped out, <laughs> is that there was a note attached to the victim, and it was dedicated to a dean.
0: Mm-hmm. And Agent Page <laughs> says... Um... Yeah, yeah, Let me let me see that. We'll see.
1: I okay, when he starts reading this letter, it just felt so very dear sister to me. Like I just couldn't fucking handle it. I wanted it <laughs> to still like, by the time you be reading this, I'll be dead. You know, this yeah, is how we, I think it's gonna
0: happen. <laughs> we needed the Noah voiceover to be reading it instead of Dean reading it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um but the note says um hello dean i see you standing alone at the truck cab I, I i know that you're coming for me and i see you and stop looking or i'll stop you
1: just basically like you're never going to find me so you the tall man and the witch can just lay off yeah yeah
0: yeah and and cast squinty Cass. you know uh, he says well but you're not standing alone i'm with you why would he leave me out and and fucking dean <laughs> dean D- says maybe you're not his type like he's so fucking cheeky he- sorry he put on his little like um perky
1: nipples smile
0: Ugh. with that
1: line <laughs> i like I, like, put down my glass and stare off in middle distance. I'm like, where's the camera? Like, <laughs> I need to make eye contact with it. Like, this is the office. And we cut back to the motel.
0: And uh, we have Sam asking the same question that Cass is asking, which is, uh, why is Cass and Jack not mentioned? And Cass says it's, a, it's an odd and glaring omission.
1: Yeah, so Dean and Cass are on the speakerphone right now, but they're speculating that if Noah didn't mention Jack or Cass, then maybe he can't see angels. And if they can use that, then maybe Cass or Jack could be the ones to surprise him using Rowena's tracking spell. Yeah. So they have the beginnings of a plan coming together here. Rowena's going to prep her tracking spell. She also mentions wanting to make an antidote to the Gargan's poison in case, you know, you guys get sloppy. And um, Jack and Sam, well, Sam's a little bit like, you know, it's a <laughs> controlled substance, right? And so she looks to Jack and goes, I have a plan. And Jack, he is just, he looks so innocent. He has no idea what's coming. <laughs> you know what that shot reminded
0: me of when when um, Rowena looked to Jack all sly and Jack is so fucking adorable he just smiles like oh it reminded me of um oh my god what is the name of the episode where dean gets amnesia um regarding dean regarding dean
1: and i haven't even seen this episode <laughs> I was good at guessing.
0: I knew it was an R and I was like, remembering Dean? No, that's not right. Regarding Dean, where Dean got hit with a, a amnesia spell and and he was so and Rowena came in and he was so like, Oh, your hair is so flouncy and he was like uh, uh, he was so innocent and cute and he was so enamored with Rowena and um and then Rowena in turn was enamored with this you know forgetful dean she's like oh I like him better this way he's nice um but it, I don't know it just it just the way that Rowena was looking at Jack and Jack was looking at Rowena I'm like it's uh, bullshit you don't care about these people yes like, you, you, Rowena, you are, this boy, these boys have wormed their ways into your heart.
1: Yeah, you might pretend that you have this hard coating on the outside, but inside, you're soft, chocolatey nougat. Like, you, you're an in. You're yeah. in this, you're part of the team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But, but like you said, Jack has... No idea what's coming for him. Poor Jack. And Rowena has a plan. And we cut to uh, Sam and Rowena bursting in to a vet's office. And and Rowena is holding the smallest dog. No, uh, no, it's Sam. Sam is holding the smallest dog no i don't remember who it
1: is (laughs) he looks like the actor who plays the mountain in game of thrones and his tiny little teacup of a dog like (laughs) just like oh my god he's way too big to have that animal he could crush it oh my god yeah they're bickering like an old married couple they are they rowena is playing it up so hard I loved her. <laughs> oh, my God. She was so over the top. She was so wonderful. And Sam, like, she's just this force of nature, and he's trying to keep up. I I, I know. She's just He's just trying to respond. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As soon as the vet takes this dog and, like, leaves to go. Oh, yeah, the dog, it, it named Jack. So, uh-huh. mm, wink. My wee um, Jackie boy. Oh, <laughs> wee Jackie boy. Yeah, she leaves with him, and then as soon as she's out of the room, they, like, drop the act, and Sam's just like, what was that about? And she <laughs> is like, well, not everything has to be about doing things the FBI way. Like, there's other ways to get things. Yeah. And the fucking eye roll she does there, I'm like, I love you, Ruthie. I love you so much. Um, This whole scene was so good. It was so good. You can't help but get so into it. So good. She's so funny. Yeah. And she's just like, I think my performance was like A++. And then we go to the back room with the vet where the dog Jack is getting his temperature taken. (laughs) And um, the vet leaves him unobserved on the table. I'm like, that's way too small a dog to be left there up alone. Yeah. Is this how vets work is what my note says. (laughs) And we now see Jack hunched on all fours and he climbs down off the table and. Um, a little stiffly. Yeah. He <laughs> has just this little bit of a, oh, I've learned some things about the world I didn't <laughs> want to learn today. <laughs> and the nurse has gone back out the, to the front, but Sam and Rowena are gone. And in the back room, Jack rifles through the cabinets and he finds a bottle of anti-venom and then he skedaddles out the back door of this building where rowena and sam are waiting yep yep
0: and and (laughs) rowena basically gives him a little pat on the head like good job yes and and uh, they're going to go back to the motel to to brew up this anti-venom um but as jack gets into the back of the impala um uh, Rowena holds back Sam for a minute, and she says, "Sam, a word, please." Uh, she she says, "What did you do to that boy?" Yes. As I cast my magic on him, I felt something else push back. Um, and she says it was something volatile, and it was stitched to him like a parasite. She says, and yes. before. I was curious, but now I am worried. What did you do to that boy?
1: Yes, and just as a brief aside, but Sam's tall. <laughs> um, she's standing on the sidewalk. He has gone down off the curb. He's standing on the pavement, and he still is so much taller than her. Uh huh. And yeah, he still won't say what has been done to Jack to cure him. At any rate, without this answer, she says that it seems like something she would do, you know, playing with volatile magics. Uh-huh. And he initially kind of treats that like a compliment, and she goes, "Just, just remember, I used to be the bad guy." <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked. I did like
0: that that one line. She said, "I I was curious before, but now I am worried
1: because." Yeah.
0: You know, like you said, she was lying (laughs) when she says, I'm not worried, but but now she is so worried that she does have to confront Sam about it.
1: Yeah, she drops that mask of just unconcern or indifference. Yeah, yeah. I'm not actually, like, I don't care about you guys. You guys interrupted my spa day, blah, blah, blah. Uh Uh-huh. She's not falling back on that anymore. She's genuinely stepping in and saying, you guys are doing something that's worrying me. Yeah, yeah. So, so. We got no time. We got no time because we jump over to this fancy house where there's a man now tied into a chair and he's bleeding from yeah, the head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Felix, no, not Felix. Noah is monologuing as they tend yes. to do.
1: But Noah, I still love you. Um, the victim has to stay quiet. It's part of the deal. If he does, then he's not going to die like the other men. And I'm like, this sounds like bullshit. Bullshit. But. Here's where we hear a little bit more about Noah. We get some insight that he doesn't enjoy eating people and it's a lonely existence, but it's basically fate is cruel and boring sometimes. (laughs) As a creature who can see fate. Yes.
0: I mean, I mean, we, we just, we do know that, you know, these people, these creatures of power, they, they see, we even get it from Cass later this episode you know uh, humans burn brightly but briefly and, no! and for, for for creatures such as these i mean you can go one way you can go the cast way that is and we appreciate every one of them or you can go the other way which is eh, eh, nothing's different under the sun like what does it matter
1: yeah Everything is dull and we just continue existing. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Oh, no time. Can't do it. Okay. So (laughs) the dude starts like pleading and Noah just won't let him delude himself. He's like, what do you think is going to happen here? Like, do you think this is a dream? Like, you gotta be, you're not that stupid. And... We also find out that he does target men and women, like he targets all people, but yeah. he has found that women are more cautious nowadays, good for them, bad for you
0: <laughs> right right and And this guy he fi- he finally thinks that Felix is being serious, and that Uh-oh. Felix <laughs> not Felix. <laughs> he finally believes that Noah is being serious. He does intend to eat him and and this is no this is not a concussion or a hallucination or a dream um mm-hmm. and he starts a hollering and 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 Felix oh my god i think i think for the first few watches like I I didn't know his name, so I just assigned him in this like Felix box <laughs> and I can't get over it. But Noah says Noah says, uh 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 that's against the rules, and he kisses him and and then he goes and then his victim goes quiet and, and paralyzed yeah. and yes. frightened and I'm getting super big like snake vibes, predator vibes here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this kiss on the cheek has him paralyzed. And we cut back to the motel room. Rowena is a spellin. and <laughs> Sam is on the phone with Maggie. Uh, Maggie's looking at some books that are in the bunker for him, and is confirming that a silver blade to the head, it'll kill a Gorgon. Yeah, And she just makes this little joke like, oh, how come it can't be bullets? But... Sam is also double-checking how things are in the bunker, and Maggie says that it's quiet, and we can see in the background that there's some hunters at the war room table cleaning weapons or playing cards, so it really seems like it's kind of casual. And she also mentions that Mary's checked in, she's finished her case in Oregon, and she's heading back to the bunker now. I'm going to quote my note here, which is Maggie
0: and Hunter Hub holy shit, my feels, because...
1: I love it.
0: And I say it in this tone it. of voice,
1: knowing where this episode goes. No,
0: we love we love the Hunter Hub, because we have Maggie on the phone, and she is, like, surrounded by this uh, ambient noise of just living, people living in the bunker, and working, and... I, and we see the people at the war table, yeah, both uh, uh, cleaning their weapons and playing cards and chatting and soups up. I'm sorry, I'm calling back to uh, episode one yeah, there. But yeah. I, I, you know, me, naive little soul, as we're watching this episode, we get to this point and I'm like, oh, what a wonderful glimpse
1: yes, into
0: the background of our characters. But no. And, yeah. like,
1: Maggie's coming into to herself, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. no, it's oh, no. it's still fine, though. We'd love fine to see it. Now. It's fine for now. We'd we're, love we're to good. see it. <sighs> Sam thanks her for stepping up in their absence. And um, at this point, Dean rallies kind of the motel room. Okay, we're prepped. Rowena's got the location of the guy. He's less than an hour away from them. And she also hands over the antidote to Cass saying, you know, theoretically it should work. <laughs> and <laughs> Sam's pecs do such a fucking massive twitch here. What the Fuck was that? You know what? The uh, only thing,
0: the only thing I can think, because, l- like, seriously, guys, Sam, uh, rewatch this episode just to see Jared's pecs like give a little twitch as he delivers it's, his It's wine. like his
1: tits are giving a <laughs> salute to Rowena before he goes. It was just like, "Yes, ma'am," and then fucking out the door. I
0: can only fucking imagine that uh, Jared had been like flexing his pet his peps his pecs the whole scene like trying to get everyone else to break because you know that when we get
1: everyone together they're just <laughs> it's a one-upping game of like who can we catch in this fuckery
0: right 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 and it's just kind of like an accidental caught on usable shot peck flex yeah they're like this
1: is the best we got <laughs> no and in, in 3 hours of of unusable <laughs> uh, footage yeah fuck it your your nip twitch is coming in (laughs) Jared I hope you've learned a valuable lesson bless but (laughs) but but there's a knock at Noah's door and he's kind of like well I'm not expecting company were you expecting company and Cass just kicks the door (laughs) right and um, Jack's at the back door so they kind of have Noah cornered quote-unquote and Noah's just like, no fair, you're not human. And Yeah, yeah, no wonder I didn't see you coming. Yes. And Jack says, well, you're a monster. And Noah goes, well, it's, you know, technically demigod. Uh-huh. And Cass goes to check the victim, gives him the antidote, and is kind of ushering him out of the room while Noah just focuses on talking to Jack and he says, like, I didn't see you before, but I see you now. And he uses his future vision on Jack. Yeah, his eyes
0: flare that that snake green that
1: you know, so we do we do see
0: here that Felix is seeing into Noah. Jack's future or fate? Noah. No, oh wait, what the fuck did I say? Did I say Felix again? Yeah. You're not even going to be able to cut anything out because it's just it's oh. just Remy fucks up. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I've I've resigned myself to Yes. My we fun. have Felix the snake and Felix the gorgon.
1: <laughs> no related. Noah. Noah does all these things that I said before. Yes. And he is telling this fable about the chicken and the black snake. And Remy, how many times, how many times have we had this chicken and the snake thing mentioned since we watched (laughs) this episode last year? And how many times have I come to you and I'm like, I still don't get it. (laughs) And how many times have
0: I said, "Uh, I have a theory, but I'll save it for the podcast.
1: I... I'm I'm still like I we're we're sitting at the desk together now at it. high school and I'm I'm trying <laughs> to look over on your notes and I'm trying to crib. I'm like please tell me what the fuck because I still don't get it. Hey, hey B. Hey B. Remember
0: when last year we were kind of talking about doing a podcast and I mm-hmm. and I knew what I wanted to say about the the chicken and the snake and Mm -hmm. and i said that i was gonna save it um b get Mm -hmm.
1: i'm i'm like leaning closer (laughs) to the microphone (laughs) like that's gonna i'm gonna hear better (laughs) i don't remember a damn thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) that i thought i was gonna
1: say (laughs) i feel i feel like the library of alexandria has just been lost I'm like the forbidden knowledge has been taken from me. <laughs> so yeah, we actually
0: recorded a number of test episodes, um, over the last like three or four episodes of of season fourteen uh, before we started this podcast. And this this chicken and the snake metaphor kept coming up in the Jack storyline, and I kept saying. Oh uh, uh, no 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 no! I don't want to talk about it now because I, I want it. I want it to be like a genuine. Well, I don't fucking know. Reveal. Remy. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> And um, and I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Um, I think that you know what. I that 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 was a. <laughs> B. Don't don't freak out. Don't freak out. I you gotta. I. I'm gonna remember, I'm gonna remember because it becomes a little bit more uh, relevant later, but
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm so close to pulling my demon voice out <laughs> again don't do it Remy, you have to tell me
0: <laughs> you, is that it? I I know what? you I know you play D&D so, so is that oh my god, could out? you imagine
1: if that was my teeth <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, um, chicken and the egg—what does it mean? So I—I'll get into my interpretation later. But what what Noah says here, he tells the story of the because we don't have context yet. Um, yes, so you can't bu- bully me into revealing my secrets just yet. B. I need it. We. Um, what Noah I'm says, fail the test. he he tells the story of 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 a of a chicken and the black snake, and and the chicken would lay her eggs, and if she stopped paying attention for even a moment, then then the the black snake would steal her eggs. He would he would take them into his mouth, and he would crush them in his throat, and he would eat her eggs one at a time and um and the chicken uh, uh, could not be forever diligent and she was down to her very last egg and the black snake took that egg and tried to crush it in his throat but he couldn't and he was choking and the hen had the chicken had hard boiled her very last egg, and and the the snake choked and died on this hard boiled egg, and the chicken, the chicken, <laughs> no one came out the better for it really, but but that's the fable and 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 Jack is l- just looking at Noah and he says why are you telling me this Jack and- is me <laughs> I am Jack
1: what's <laughs> happening
0: why are you telling me this and Felix says because because I've seen you and I can't quite tell if you're the chicken or the snake and <laughs> and then Cass jumps in. He's like, Don't listen to him, Jack. He's just trying to get into
1: your head. And Yeah, he's just annoyed. Like he's basically like stuff it like <laughs> And they attack. They both they both attack. It's yes, time to fight. Oh my god. Oh my god, you guys.
0: Noah, Noah? is so
1: quick and crafty. <laughs> he disarms him. Cass that silver blade goes flying. And then he does a double slap, followed by a quick kiss on the cheek, like he does the slap, slap, kiss routine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a routine, is it? It's it's a it's a yeah. fucking romance trope. He oh
0: yeah okay you got me there yeah he smacks him across the face and then and then kisses him on the cheek and Cass goes down and and he is paralyzed by this venom.
1: I. I have this tiniest pet peeve about this that they keep on using venom and antidote and I'm like it's poison. Uh-huh. He has poison. He doesn't have venom. Why 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 is it poison versus venom? Venom is if it is through like teeth or a stinger or something that injects the toxin. Whereas poison is if it is like secreted or it is a touch thing. It oh. doesn't need a puncture. And okay. so it makes the difference between antidote and anti-venom, and poison and venom.
0: But but he is a snake, and and like
1: no snake. But he's not biting them. Uh, uh, that's uh, the, that's the uh, part uh, that uh, gets but, me.
0: But 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 no snake <laughs> has is gonna lick their
1: victim into submission. No, but Na- the snake has venom because they use their teeth. Uh, yeah, but if we- the snake skin was poisonous, then it would be poison.
0: But we already have the vitala who have their venom and they are the snake creatures. We have to do something a little different from the Gorgon. Unlike with the Gorgon.
1: The, the Vitella use their teeth. Ergo Venom. <laughs> okay. I I'm like the most pedantic fuck on this moment. I'm so sorry. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> and in
0: in in not fucking Felix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at this guys. Um <laughs> and Noah is still kicking ass. He 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 got cast down and 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 Noah turns on Jack and just totally owns him in the most graceful, beautiful, like, smackdown you can imagine. I literally, I am in love. I
1: love him I so much. was swooning even though it's the villain. You I'm know? sorry, like, but he's so good. <laughs> it was just so much grace. Like, he did an excellent job evoking that snake thing. Like, again, oh, yeah. the choreography, A+, and this guy, and... presumably stunt double, are killing it. He's so chill. You're right. He is just exuding this, like,
0: a a snake-like... Not indifference, but just cool
1: incompetence. Um, and it also is going to that sort of future vision type thing too, because he uh-huh. is just reacting, he's moving in the moment, he doesn't seem overwhelmed or like he's struggling. Um
0: and, and, and you know what I really, really liked uh also it's when when Cass and Jack first bust in and and Felix is caught unaware, he's like, Oh yeah, Noah, <laughs> Oh my god! Do you
1: want me to correct you, or do we just want to rename him Felix? No, I need. I really, I
0: really <laughs> just need to do it right. Keep, keep correcting me because okay. I don't want to confuse our listeners. Sorry, okay. listeners. <laughs> I, I, you might, yeah, actually, you know, you might, you might have gotten it by now if you hear Felix from me. That I'm not talking about <laughs> the snake, but um, uh, uh, when when Cass and Jack bust in uh, Noah is so like oh ho, ho okay okay you got me there but he just immediately kind of backs into the room that he was in he packs up Felix the snake Felix in his bag and and he slings it over his shoulders like he's like, uh, he's like oh, okay well this is fun but I gotta go now he never seems intimidated he just seems like uh uh, all right. No yeah, fair. He just seems you know? like he's gonna wriggle out of it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Bless, um, bless. I love him. So he puts Jack down, throws him into the ca- into the kitchen cabinets, mm-hmm. and then uh, Dean and Sam bust in, and and again Felix uh, says Noah is just. I'm not gonna do it, uh Noah is just like Oh ho ho he says dean nice to formally meet you, and then the other guy i did like i i i i don't i don't i didn't actually catch on any of my <laughs> four free watches that um Felix really did kind of focus in on Dean, didn't he,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm like, if if we want to do the the, the subtext show, yeah. I feel like we could spend an hour on this one because yeah. my God, uh-huh. so it's
0: Dean, which you know, as Dean said, he's on the a first name basis with the psycho cannibal, um, and it's Dean and the and the tall one in Noah's book, so. <laughs> And, which, which, I mean, if we want to get on the subtext level, maybe, as Dean said, maybe he's just not your type, but...
1: That's totally where I was going to go. I know. I know.
0: (laughs) So, Noah says, ah, Dean, nice of you to join us. And Sam, uh, now it's a party. And, and he then
1: lays Dean and Sam out. Yeah, like, Sam tries to fight him. He gets tossed over a table Dean tries to fight him. He gets his head bashed into a wall. Like Oh my
0: my notes just say ouch. Yeah. Because... I have KO. Uh so so
1: Felix.
0: Noah <laughs> so, I'm, just, I'm deflating. So Noah So Noah takes Dean by the head and bashes him into a door frame. And then and then knocks him again for good measure because he just absolutely reams Dean into this into this wall and and Dean just goes ringing and he is totally dazed. And like I said just for good measure Noah does it again. Just- yes. Oh, my God. Again, just ouch. And Dean drops like a stone.
1: Yeah, he's got a cut on his forehead and he is unconscious.
0: And again, that ringing. And from what we heard from Dean earlier, we are already worried about Michael, right? Yeah, because he
1: said that he can't let his guard down for one second.
0: Yep, and we have Sam calling for Dean through the ring, but Dean's out, and Sam tries to make another go at Noah, and uh, <laughs> Noah again, just smooth fucking criminal. I love him. Um, he grabs the book bu- the book bag. Uh, he's heading out the door, and as he's walking down the hallway, we get a surprise decapitation.
1: Yeah. There is that little alcove that leads into the kitchen, and Jack is ready there, and he capitates Noah on his way out. (sighs) So he's gone. And Sam is trying to recover here. He tells Jack to go check on Cass. Sam has Dean. And so Jack is rifling through Cass's coat pockets, looking for the antidote, and he puts a couple drops into Cass's mouth, but he's not reacting. And so Jack is freaking out. He uses his powers to save Cass and Cass revives but he is immediately upset.
0: Right, right, right. No, no, Jack. Bad Jack. What are you doing? Yeah. No. Yeah. No using your powers. Um, but
1: <laughs> not, But we not- don't even have time. <laughs>
0: one of my favorite things but real quick one of my favorite things on this scene is when jack like skids to his knees at Cass's side uh, the first thing that jack that jack asks is cass can you breathe and i'm like doesn't matter but <laughs>
1: <laughs> cass you'll be fine Yeah, they just, there's no time basically to scold Jack for doing this because Dean's laid out there and Sam's trying to wake him. There's no luck there. So they, uh, we are cut to a rapid drive back to the bunker. Mm -hmm. The way that the cameras are on the Impala, like we're feeling the shake of the road through the vehicle. We're getting such a sense of urgency from this clip back to the bunker.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and when we're back at the bunker we go immediately to the infirmary and we and Dean is still out. We have uh Cass and and Sam shoulder to shoulder supporting Dean as as they drag him to one of the cots in the infirmary. And Maggie is trailing behind. is there, and Jack is also there, trailing behind. And 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 they're all well. Maggie is the one who says, "Um, why won't he wake up? Is he okay?" Yeah. And 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 they don't even have time to like give uh, Maggie a word because they put Dean onto the bed, and and Sam says okay okay do it now, and and uh, Cass tries to heal uh, Dean, but we have the little glowy fingers, but Cass with such like urgency and. Distress. Distress says, I still can't hear. I still can't heal him. I can't even see what's going on inside of his head. Um, Yeah. But that I still can't heal him. It was such like. A tiredness and you know we talk about that urgent mm-hmm. that drive back to Lebanon. Um, I, I just imagine that um, Cass has been trying draining himself trying to heal Dean and to, to, to know uh, success.
1: Oh, yeah. That was one of the things that we mentioned on first watch was, yeah. you know, they didn't go to a hospital in New Mexico. They went back to Lebanon. And I think that it's, you're right, that Cass has been trying off and on on this trip. And he's saying, like, it still isn't working.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, we are just so worried about Michael. Like, when Cass says, I can't even see what's going on inside of his head. Um, and he can't heal him. Um, we know that, 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 I mean, it, when it comes down to it, Dean is an angel. He is possessed by an archangel. He, like, am I wrong in even thinking that? Like,
1: I you, I was trying to piece what this really was telling us. And it felt like to me that either Dean metaphorically or however you want to MacGuffin this, he was back at that walk-in freezer door and he was trying to keep it closed yeah because when when it's you're right like when dean was possessed by michael there wasn't any accessing dean in that and so it feels to me like what is going on here with dean is this limbo state of the wall between Michael staying locked up and Michael getting out is thinning down to nothing.
0: And uh, the thing that I was wondering on is why can't Cass uh, heal Dean? And I think it's just because Michael's grace was blocking him from doing so. It was like leaking out, or whatever you want
1: to consider.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and we know that the past few episodes Dean has been struggling to keep Michael in but I'm still of the opinion that
1: Dean is basically like angel-fied I it's not that I want to fight you on this point because I do feel like there's this liminal space that's going on with him because it is a gray area you know he has an archangel inside of him but the archangel isn't in control and so what does that mean?
0: And you know when Michael was in control of Dean, it's not like Cass could look into Dean's mind or, mm-hmm. or I mean, no, he couldn't. Cass couldn't have had any influence. His Grace couldn't have had any influence over, uh, Dean as Michael. Yeah. Um.
1: So I think I think we're kind of in the same place yeah. here. That sort of insight that we got in episode 10 is what was lending me to my suspicions in this episode which was namely that not that dean is back in rocky's bar in the sense of he is under this illusion but he's back in rocky's bar on the other side of that door trying to keep it closed we're just not seeing this it's just that's where his consciousness has retreated
0: yeah yeah and and I am as a viewer chanting at the screen. Put him in the box.
1: Put him in the box. Put him in the box. Put oh him my in the box. God. What? Uh, like what are you guys doing? What, no, what? I love it. I'm like I'm... stick some pillows in there. Put some nice linens. Put his iPod in there with a shitload of music <laughs> for when he wakes up. Like.
0: uh uh, uh, they they don't even mention michael by name they're just worried about dean it's a head injury you know he is knocked flat out but um but (laughs) i guess the viewer has a bit more insight than the characters and they are we are as the viewer legitimately worried about this michael situation at the moment
1: yeah and jack more than any of them i feel like he's the one who's thinking with regards to michael too he's trying to step forward and saying like i i can help i can use my powers but Cass jumps in right away he cuts that off says you cannot afford to burn off any more of your soul and jack leaves the room sort of chastised and rowena she overhears this and then she gets upset that, oh, that's how he is yeah. alive? Like, do you guys have any fucking idea how bad that is? And Sam is just terse. Like, now's not the time. We can't get into this on top of everything else.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think Cass leaves then and yeah. and Sam asks of Rowena, what can we do? And she just says, basically, we wait.
1: Yeah. Keep them comfortable, but we will see what's happening yeah. when it happens. Because there will be no
0: angelic divine intervention here. Yeah.
1: And when you mentioned earlier, if there was any scenes with just Dean and Sam, and like, this is really it where yeah. Sam is left alone with Dean as he's unconscious. And Dean has this moment where he seizes on the bed and we get a flash of the door where Michael is pounding. And Sam has to kind of, Push him back onto the bed and then does as Rowena said, starts to clean his wound.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we go to Jack's room. And the first thing we see is Felix, the snake, (laughs) not the Gordon. We see, so so we're in Jack's room, and and um, <laughs> Jack has Felix in this little uh terranium. Is that- that's not the word? It uh, honestly, I was like in Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll call it terranium. And Jack is sitting on the foot of his bed, and Cass comes in again. I just want to like kiss the hand of Cass's sty- stylist. This, this season, because that hair is kicking it, and <laughs> he looks so good, and um and uh, we have Dad Cass coming in to offer words of comfort to Jack. Um, yeah. Jack is uh, basically says, um, I I hate this. I hate to see. My family hurt, and I can do nothing about it.
1: Yeah. Jack here, he's just upset, he's restless. And Cass can't assure him that Dean will be okay. And as far as Jack is concerned, like this is his first approach of his family members potentially dying. Like even when Dean was possessed by Michael, there's a chance he's still in there. He's going to fight his way out. Can I interject a little bit here? Go ahead. When Dean
0: was still possessed by Michael, it was Jack. Who was the one to come forward on Cass and say, no, Dean doesn't matter. If we have the chance to kill Michael, then we kill him. Mm -hmm. There is no saving Dean here. This is not what Dean would want. We have to, we just have to take Michael and Dean, you know, made his choices and Dean doesn't matter. But then, but then... We had the Creek scene. We had Mm -hmm. the, we had, it's not fucking Archie. And we said earlier in the season that this is really the, the first time that we see Dean really bringing in
1: Jack to his family, you know? what he considers officiating a role as like adopted son yeah yeah yeah
0: when when jack died and and when jack came back i mean yeah uh, jack does have dean and sam and Cass as his family and Mm -hmm. and it's
1: now kind of official in a way as you said Um, Yeah, and I'm glad that you elaborate on that, because that's really the foundation for my comment that I just was glossing over. It's like you're saying, at the start of the season, Jack wielded death like a weapon. Like, we will dole it out to Michael if that is what is necessary. And then as the season went on, he became the victim of death. And now that he has revived and he knows like the cost that comes not to you but to your loved ones when this happens. And he is seeing that potentially death being doled out to those he loves. Like he even says, like, I, I can't think about losing any of the ones that I love. Yeah. And so now death has become a thing to him. That he's vulnerable to, I suppose, is what I was ultimately trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Because he he goes on to say, what's the point of being this cosmic,
0: all-powerful being? And this is what he's been struggling with this whole season. But it wasn't something real to him before. And now it is. What's the point if I can't help the ones I love, if I can't save my family
1: yeah and not only that but i have to live after they're gone jack says that he just hates the thought of losing any of them and Cass is like i hate it too but sam and dean are human and even though they're very extraordinary brave and special humans burn bright but for a brief time compared to angels and eventually they'll be gone even the very best ones And they have to carry on. I did fucking write this down. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh,
0: believe me, I did too. I have a half a page of just this talk because, uh, because
1: then that's when Jack says, what's the point? Yeah. If losing people is part of growing up and like, that's what is happening here is Jack is growing up. Jack has been, he's a two year old and now he is facing, oh fuck, my parents are mortal. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and and Jack says, "What's the point?" And uh, Cass gives a little laugh, a little scoff, almost like the point. Like the point is that, and he gets serious to say, "The point is that they were here at all, and that you knew them and you loved them, and and when they're gone, it's going to hurt, but that hurt will remind you of how much you loved them." Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> And poor Jack, he says that, that sounds awful. <laughs> and, and Cass is just like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "Sorry, bro. He what he
1: says is it is awful, but that's living." And I'm like, "Bro, yeah, he's like, I'm just, I'm gonna crack open a cold one of fucking horrible <laughs> truths here. Take yeah. a sip, babe." Bro! Cass! Damn, Cass! That's the. Uh, but this is also the Cass who's like, I can't let my guard down for the empty for a second. Like, life oh fucking god. sucks. Do you hear me, gosh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sorry for the cackles, but. <laughs> He's like, not having <laughs> a good time down here. Pay no attention.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> So,
0: so, um, so we have this, this little talk with Cass about, about how humans are different from things such as us, as Cass says. And I'm like, ah, I'm reaching, I'm like, I'm reaching to the wall, like, (laughs) give me something to claw at.
1: Well, Jack... Jack is trying to bring up what ifs. Like, what about Michael? What if this? What if that? And he's just upset that he can't do anything to help those that he loves when they need help. It feels selfish of him. And Cass understands how frustrating it is to feel helpless. But Jack just turns away, back to the snake. And then this segues into my fucking chicken and the egg! (laughs) <laughs> I, I keep calling it the chicken and the egg because I can't compare Jack to chicken or the snake. I'm mm-hmm. like, as far as I'm concerned, Jack is the chicken or the egg. No.
0: What? No. Mm-hmm. What? Wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you have a chicken or the egg theory, then I then I'll, I'll trade this... you. I'll trade you for my chicken or the snake. You have to give theory. me
1: yours first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So. So, uh, Jack does, you know, seem a little worried. He says, "Um, that story." And Cass tries to cut in to say, "It was just him trying to distract you. It's nothing."
1: Yeah, he he does a real blithe response at first. He says that, "Well, it's a story about greed." But since that's not a satisfactory answer to Jack, then he says that it's about. It could be considered about giving up the thing you love to kill the thing you hate
0: yeah yeah and and we leave that hanging for a moment and then for chaos. four and a
1: half fucking months because be sitting here being like What does it mean? Sand in my hand, running the (laughs) sifting through my fingers. What does it mean? Okay, well, let's look at the two sides of it. So
0: what Cass says is that on the one hand, it's um, about a story about greed. So the snake, uh, his greed being his ultimate downfall. And on the other hand, it's about the chicken who sacrifices the thing that she loves the most her final egg, uh, in order to kill the thing that you hate, the thing that has taken everything from her. Yes. Up to this point. Um, but we don't have context for that yet. So we're going to get there. Is that all, uh, like, this is the scale though, the, the snake or the chicken. And we, and in Jack, who do we see the snake or the chicken? um, And we're going to get a little bit more at the end of this episode and a lot more in the final episodes of this season on is Jack ultimately the chicken or the snake? But you don't get to hear it yet, B. You don't.
1: I'm still sitting here
0: like, (laughs) "No." no. I'm telling you, there's more to it than what meets the eye.
1: You can't keep asking me around. Like <laughs> I'm not. This. We're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> We're there right now. Jack no. goes, I'm sorry. That was the wine ass fucking. <laughs> Jack was like, Tell me what this is about. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, Remy. Remy substituted for Cass. Me substituting for Jack. What does it mean? I'll tell you later. Don't. I'll tell you later.
0: We don't, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. And I stand by that. And we hear a ruckus.
1: We hear a ruckus. Bring me forward. Jack's the egg. What's the egg? (laughs) Jack's the egg. This is my final
0: takeaway. (laughs) Listeners, again, this has been a a, a source of tension between, it's, it's, (laughs) It's, between
1: us for the past four months it's not even tension i just feel like i devolve into this primate <laughs> and like i'm holding leaves in my hand show you how to crumple it you're like oh sweetie i'm so far beyond that and i'm like please no i know this does something you do <laughs> Remy. what does it mean <laughs> and you're just like oh local, oh my local God. idiot you have to wait a minute <laughs>
0: Oh, no, the spit take is real. Okay. <laughs> please, please, be tell me about the ruckus. There's a
1: ruckus, B. <laughs> There's a ruckus in my heart. <laughs> no, no. And there's a ruckus down the hall. They hear these this loud banging that's going on, and their first thought is on Dean. And so they go running back to where the infirmary is. And lo and behold, it is Dean. He's yeah. in a panic. He's yeah. going, where is he? And Sam goes, you're in the infirmary. Like, it's fine. And Dean is a little bit terse. Like, he's a little sharp here. He goes, yeah. I know where I am. But not where, like, he wonders where Michael is. And then we're like, oh, shit. Yeah 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 and
0: and dean calms down just enough he he blinks away his this vision of rocky's bar and the empty cooler the door blown off the michael yeah yeah uh, michael michael's gone he's gone
1: and there's just such a fear to him too as he says this and he starts berating himself first. He's like, it's my fault. And then I'm like, oh, but the baby has learned. Because he immediately turns around. He's like, uh-huh. at Sam and Cassie's, like, I told you, like, that you, like we should have done my plan while we could do my plan. I'm like, mm, at least he didn't take full accountability for this. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. He's learning the instinct. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for saying that, though. No, no, but he does.
0: But he does. He he says, uh, 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 uh. I, he says, I failed, but or he doesn't say that, but it's basically, I messed up, but then it's a, I, it, it's not all on him. It's a, we messed up. We messed up. But you should have let me, you should have, I told you, you should have let me take my chance when I had it. And, and, and Sam, it looks so stricken here, mm-hmm. but there's no chance to respond because, no again, time. this last 15 minutes is a fucking uh roller coaster your stomach just drops out again because you hear screams in the distance
1: and it sounds like maggie so they rush out of the infirmary they're running into the war room and let the bodies hit the floor oh No! No!
0: No! You can't do that! Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm so
1: mad. (sighs) Yeah, Maggie, she runs into the uh war room and her eyes, they flare angel white and she's burning up. She is down. I remember. Yeah. 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 Um...
0: She's 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 burnt out, and, and and we look around the room, and um, it, it, the room is just full of dead hunters. Some of them are burnt out. Some of them are just bloodied, torn apart. Yeah. And um, and and everyone is dead. We just saw Maggie die right in front of us, and we hear click clack of footsteps and Rowena steps out Mm -hmm. and she says hello boys and her eyes glow blue and then we cut to commercial and yeah swear to god this is when um I I don't know if I messaged you about it but this is when I paused the tv and I said so this is a dream, right? Noah's still alive. We this is just a projection of like a possible future, right? This is this is a fate cuz we talked about Michael getting getting out and we talked about all of dean winchester's mini books uh, ending all in the same way michael getting out and destroying the world the world and i'm just like this isn't happening
1: oh i know i could not accept maggie's death like no that. i was just like nope this we're gonna mcguffin this so we're gonna undo it control z and the
0: hunter hub we had seen maggie mm-hmm. and and just this wealth of people uh who inhabit the bunker and bring it alive and 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 to murder that dream i i i I, I basically i'm just l- seriously
1: sitting here like this isn't real yeah it's not I real i too am a bird to out husk at this moment
0: I I wasn't even there yet. I wasn't even at the acceptance phase. There was no burnt out hustle. I was just like, oh, okay, pish posh, it's Noah.
1: But <sighs> oh, my sweet summer child. Oh,
0: it's Noah. We're 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 projecting a fate onto onto our characters, a possible fate, and then we're gonna revisit this Malik box bullshit because they yeah. saw. Anyways, we're back from commercial, and guess fucking what
1: there is Rowena possessed by Michael and she's saying you know I could have burned them all but I'm feeling hands-on and Cass goes to argue saying you know let her go and Michael just assures that she's sturdier than she looks because of you know the centuries of magic and this whole scene I'm like I have I I
0: have I, I'm hugging my knees and I'm like no no yep no, yeah. no, yeah. It, slowly becoming that burnt out husk of oh no,
1: oh, yeah, I am on fire. <laughs> oh no, this oh, is no. Fine. oh no, oh <laughs> no. So, yeah, Sam, Sam's saying there's no way that uh, she would say yes to Michael, and Michael goes, Well, yeah, not initially, but we get this flashback that shows. The conversation that occurred between Rowena and Michael inside of her mind basically saying, Again, we're going back to the not my type thing. Michael yeah. goes and says, No, I, I'm not Dean, but it was him, not me, uh-huh. the reason why it didn't work out. Uh huh. Uh huh. And he promises if she says yes, you know, makes a new home out of her, then he'll leave her alive. But Rowena one-ups his little bit of bullshit here saying that Fade already said that her death is by Sam Winchester's hands, which uh, makes dinners awkward, but there's a sense of security there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, uh, uh, Dean, no, Michael gives, gives her a little like touche nod. um, And he says, well, then how about this? I'll up the ante. If you don't say yes, then I'll go and I'll find another host and I will come back and I will kill everyone here. Everyone in this bunker. Everyone that you don't want to admit it, but you do care about them. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And no matter what she tells them or herself, she does care. And you see on her face, she's got yeah. this little warble to her chin. Her face is just like, her mouth is puckering up. She's looking down like, fuck, you got me. Yeah. yeah. She's so vulnerable. And Michael just says, the choice is yours. And really, it's no choice at all. So Rowena, in quotation marks, comes back to her body. But it's, it's Michael. Yeah, and we're out of the
0: flashback, and yes. and Michael, as Rowena says, um, I, of, of course, I had no intention of keeping that promise. And I think
1: she knew, but... Yeah. She had to do something to try and help. Yeah. And Dean... He is not ready to really give in at this moment yet, even though Michael is taunting Dean saying, you know, you should have used that coffin when you had the chance. Dean just is telling Sam, you know, go get the cuffs, you know, like we're going to do something basically. Yeah. But Michael snaps his fingers and he sends all of them, but Jack to the ground.
0: Right. And this is Sam, Cass and Dean uh, who yes. are now on the floor. Uh, Breathless, blind, and in pain, and yeah. <laughs> and kind of like going back to the uh, does does Cass need to breathe? Yeah, um, but but he is you know struggling for breath, and I think it's just uh, here here is when I saw, oh, this is something that has been become so intrinsic in Cass's humanity, or you know, slide into humanity and um incorporation into his earthly vessel that it it, you know maybe he doesn't need to breathe but that doesn't mean that he doesn't try to and Mm -hmm. it doesn't uh it, it that that kind of rising panic of fuck i can't breathe it doesn't doesn't affect him
1: yeah i think there's something along there too that i'm like he might be an angel but he has become really humanized and this is one element to it, too. I don't think that it would kill him by any no. means not to be able to breathe. But I do see the panic in attempting to do something and being incapable of doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're all um, incapacitated right now. And except for Jack. And yeah. and I just don't know if Michael didn't see Jack as any sort of threat at all or if his, his powers. And this goes back. To why Michael might have wanted to bargain mm-hmm. with Jack or manipulate Jack rather than just outright kill him, because we 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 kept going back and forth: is is this a genuine like appeal to Jack, yes. or is it something that Michael just doesn't really care about, and 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 Jack is just too far underneath him to even care? um but here I think it ha- it is a understated sub- subtextual reveal that Michael can't do anything to Jack. Oh yeah? Yeah, I think that Michael can't kill Jack. Or his powers don't affect Jack and and Michael just wasn't showing his hand before. Because I like that idea. Maybe Jack, you know, doesn't have didn't have the power to hurt Michael actively at the moment of his little, you know, their Kansas City chat. Um, but I think that maybe also Michael knew that he couldn't kill jack
1: either way interesting the the way i was taking this was that of the four characters here, you know, Sam, Cass, Dean, and Jack, it's really Jack who has the longest running history with this Michael because of the wars they fought against each other in the apocalypse world. And so to me, leaving Jack as distinct from the other three was like, a, I'm going to make you watch. Like, I'm going to yeah. make them suffer and I'm going to get to you last. That's another thought. <laughs> That's another thought. I do think that there's something to it, though, that he doesn't have as much influence over Jack as he might suspect. And I do like the idea that he's not showing his hand initially. Yeah. Because, you know, Michael stops here and he goes, you know, as much fun as this is, like, we're not playing games anymore. And I'm going to kill you this time round. This time the world burns. So what makes me think
0: this is that he says, this time the world burns. And that's when Jack tries to make his move. He tries to grab an angel blade and charge at Michael. And Michael doesn't freeze him. Michael doesn't blind or take his lungs or put Mm -hmm. him in pain. He Mm -hmm. blasts him with this like energy ball, basically. Yeah, he fucking
1: hadoukens him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was going to go for Dragon Ball Z, but yeah. <laughs> um, And Jack withstands it. And uh, again, it's it, uh, this is where I get the sense that Michael is outmatched in a way by Jack. And we talk uh, in the narrative. We say all the time that this Nephilim is this all-powerful being but yeah, we haven't seen they, it
1: yet we haven't well seen they established it. it too that a nephilim has greater power than its sire so right an archangel as a parent means that it's going to be even more powerful than an archangel
0: yeah yeah and so this is i feel that this is the first time that we really get a sense of that power
1: yes i agree
0: this because... is where we're actually
1: seeing the magnitude of involved in a fight between them
0: right right because even though um jack doesn't have his grace anymore and he is just solely drawing his power from his
1: soul he is meeting michael blow for blow And Michael even sort of tips his hand on this strategy saying, like, you can't burn off your soul forever. Eventually you're going to deplete it. It's going to be gone. Yeah. And so it maybe is a bit of a war of attrition here or that I'm going to make you run out of stamina and that's how I'm going to win.
0: And, and, but Jack just says it's worth the cost and, and tears in my eyes and blast Michael again. And then Michael gets fucking pissed. Right? Yes. Michael throws everything he has at Jack and he says, I am the leader of hosts. I am the destroyer of worlds. I am Michael and I will not be defeated by a child or bested by a child. And and then (laughs) and after Michael has his say, Jack says, I am not a child. I am the son of Lucifer. I am Oh my god, what does he say?
1: I should have written it down. He, he goes says- He goes, I'm the son of Lucifer, a hunter. I am a Winchester. Yes. And he grabs Michael's head and uses his powers to force him out of Rowena. He
0: Draws Michael out of Rowena. Rowena collapses to the ground, and Michael is a storm over their heads and And Jack is containing him.
1: he yeah he has this this whirlpool of grace above him, essentially. Yeah. And because he has forced Michael out, Sam, Dean, and Cass have been released from Michael's powers. They're slowly staggering to their feet. And Cass is saying, like, Jack, no. And they watch and they're covering their ears as the sort of angel frequency humming noise that we hear increases in volume. And Jack is saying to Michael you won't hurt anyone ever again
0: and and he we can see Michael's grace burning and in in this in this whirlpool and then we see this last thread of grace stream into Jack and yeah. Jack kind of swallows it down and and we see his eyes, and he does look a little cold. He does look mm-hmm. a little, uh,
1: you know, it, it may be firm, or it may be chilling. And, like, while this was happening, Sam and Dean are looking at the the grace of Michael burning, but Cass is looking at Jack. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the Michael Smoothie, (laughs) we're not sure how it's affected. You get to trademark that one, by the way. That's definitely yours. Uh,
0: Did I do that? I'm pretty sure you did that.
1: I know my my (laughs) brother definitely was along the lines of Smoothie at some point, but I don't. (laughs) I don't know if those were two independent events that occurred. The the Michael Smoothie, as we love to say, we've been saying for the
0: past year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And Dean in the quiet that follows this calamity, Dean says very hesitantly and fearfully, he says, Jack, Jack, Dean, Dean calls for Jack. Is it you? Or uh, as I read it was, is it Michael? Um, Yeah. And then what's happened here? Right, right, right. And then Jack turns around. He says, it's me. And I'm me
1: again. Yeah. Yeah. He shows his wings and everyone just looks nervous and Jack smiles. And
0: his eyes glow that Nephilim orange rather than... Yeah, that that, golden hue. Right. Rather than the soul bright yellow that we had kind of been seeing... Uh, whenever Jack was using his powers, you know, yeah. post his resurrection.
1: Yeah. When he was using his powers that was drawing off of soul magic, it was like the pupils would change the color. Whereas now it's the irises. Yeah.
0: And and Jack says, Michael, he's dead. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, what? As a viewer, I'm what?
1: What? Are you like, what? This episode started with bubbly French music and uh-huh. ended with the death of an archangel. Uh huh, uh huh,
0: uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. like uh-huh, that uh-huh. was zero
1: to fucking 80. Right,
0: right, right. And then once we have established it's Jack, that's when he says, I'm back and I'm back. And he shows his wings and his Nephilim eyes and he's fucking Jack's back. Oh what my does God. It mean? Oh my God. And then we cut to black. And then we cut that's to black. That's all weekend and oh my god um yeah yeah michael's dead and we uh at the top of this episode we came in on so the big question here is still from episode 1 to episode 8 to now episode 14 we're asking what are we going to do with michael and this this michael's dead um what i'm sorry yeah yeah like, uh, eight question marks in a row? Are you sure? Uh, honestly, yeah. I mean I I I wasn't making jokes when I said <laughs> when I said, is this all a dream? Are we being like inceptioned right now? What what is happening? It- I
1: I I it it makes me think of the speech that went on between Cass and Jack about life and like The way that Jack was so surprised that this happened to Dean, he's like, it was just a case, like, we just went out, and Cass says, well, every time we go out, it's a risk. Like, this isn't an easy life. And the way that Jack has been raised, like, he only has two years on this world that he's had to grown acclimated to the way that they live and the dangers they're in like it's not like he was raised from the naivety of a toddler where he had no responsibilities and no requirement to know the scales that they work on and slowly be introduced to it he came into this world as like a young adult because he it's a dangerous place and he needed to participate in protecting himself and this is just a terrible spiraling tangent that (laughs) goes back to the thought of yeah death can come at any time like there is no moment when you're safe even at the start of this episode when you're like oh it's just another monster of the week bam surprise the format of this episode is also working to tell you no you can't trust that that complacency and is just an illusion. This this episode was huge. I mean it, it was
0: it was just huge. I also said um to you right before we started at, um recording I said, "You know what? Ouroboros here. I feel like this is the true mid-season kickoff to the end of To the end of the the season, the season, because really what I'm saying is that every episode before this, as we've been rewatching, I'm like, oh, this and oh, that. But Ouroboros and the episodes following are the ones that have really stuck out in my mind as the takeaway of season 14. So I'm super, super excited to do the next five episodes. These yeah. final, you know, 15 through
1: 20. The episode 14, Ouroboros, It it's shocking in how it shuts the door on michael's part of the story and you sit there thinking, oh my god there's six episodes left like yeah if that is the villain and that villain has been defeated this episode then what are you guys doing for the next third of a season like yeah. what fucking launch pad are you prepping us and sending us down
0: uh, uh yes exactly that's why we came off of this episode so shocked and so like incredulous honestly uh, I I had no idea what we were gonna do and and I you know in denial uh, of of what happened to the hunter hub um, oh god yes. I I I couldn't accept that that was really the end. And Michael, you know, like it, was that really Michael was like was that really his end? It, it it took a while. It took another couple episodes to really accept like oh shit. That was
1: the closing of the door on the Michael storyline. I still maintain that that wasn't all of the hunters who died. I feel like Jules is still out there. She's kicking. I feel like there would definitely be other hunters and it's just, we're not going to see them anymore due to the sheer devastation of what happened here. It, yeah. yeah. I, I will hold a candle out for that for the rest of my fucking days. <sighs>
0: But I just, I I can't. If we, we have to end season 15 with a thriving Hunter Hub. Because you, no, no, no. We cannot have our, after we've seen what it could be. I'm sorry, but we cannot have Dean, Cass, Sam, and Jack rattling around. Solo, us against the world.
1: It could be so much more. We know the potential, like, If you don't want to think of it from a story standpoint, think of it from a character standpoint and think of the potential that was shown in Sam and how he really came into his own grace at the head of this hub and what that means for him. And if you say that this is the last of that and the chapter's closed, then that is a loss of growth in that direction. I'm just, I'm just, I have my face in my hands and
0: behind my closed eyes i see maggie
1: oh my god burning
0: out and i can't
1: <sighs> i i i couldn't accept it no oh i want to I I just loaded up a fucking salt run okay I got really actually quite angry about what happened with Maggie because she had a character arc she had growth she came from season 13 at the end there being someone frightened of her world's vampires and just trying to find a place to survive and she came to this world and she got the skills to fight monsters and she was excited about this and she was really coming into her own and then she fucking got killed for the fucking dramatic effect of it she got fridged yeah yeah I, I, I and
0: and yaki we love you but yeah she really did no yaki no <laughs> this is what we tend to do with our female characters and it's just a sad it's, sad it's truth. an
1: unfortunate consequence of having a show that centers around your white male leads it's 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 Ugh, it's the cost of doing business. I'd hate to say, and I'm not saying no. That it's as... not though. It's it's uh, well, it's it's,
0: it's legit. It's legitimately not because we don't have to do this.
1: There we was don't no have like, to kill I, Maggie. No, we could have. We just don't had... have to kill our female characters. But for a show that centers around three to four male characters however you want to do the math and that a show that chooses to concentrate on their emotions and their experiences through things makes everyone else around them devices to change their opinions and moods and the fact that supernatural doesn't have a female lead in the same capacity as these three or doesn't show the same awareness or care for them that is the trade-off that they've made by putting the emphasis only on three white dudes
0: i mean i'm just saying that we could have had sam make that call to maggie at the bunker just to get uh, some backup on the gorgon lore and to just see that brief glimpse into the home base. And and that doesn't, it could have, like, that could have been it, right? And that could have been, as I said, expanding on our world. And the fact that we brought that in just to watch it die. Yes. It, it's that shock value that uh, Supernatural loves so much and it's a fridging of our characters just yes. to just as fodder for our white yeah. male lead angst.
1: It, it's like, oh my god, dudes, I just cut off my arm and you're like, oh my god. And it's like, yeah, but now your arm's cut off. Like, yeah, you did shock me, but at what yeah. fucking cost? Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And this is, you know, we we have a moment like this in every season. We do. Um and 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 uh, I don't know. I feel like me as the viewer, I'm never happy about it. So why do they keep fucking doing it?
1: No, I, I do absolutely agree. Like why? <laughs> the and like, I, I can sit there and I can answer it from a writer standpoint, but I also sit there as a fan of the show saying what you did there was dirty. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. We, we done, we done got did dirty. And, and speaking of, Oh, we have one of these moments every season. Let's think about our female leads or female characters, the ones that remain Uh, so far. We have what Mary and Rowena. And um, I'm thinking specifically of Rowena here because we were, we brought up in this episode That Sam Winchester is the one who is destined to kill the yep uh, to kill Rowena in all of Rowena's fates, and and if if that shock moment that that one like fridging blunder that we always have in every season and it fucking sucks if it is Rowena I'll be. so 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 mad i'll be so mad because i just don't want it to happen i don't want us to shuffle off one of our like Amazing amazing female characters again exactly and and i think that we are going to address it i think that we are going to be confronted with this possibility of sam killing rowena but honestly, this Michael death gives me so much hope. It gives me hope that we're not gonna fuck over this this character of Rowena. I was in like Rowena.
1: The only way I will accept that fate is if it is Sam lovingly taking Rowena off life support after a no. life they've lived together. <laughs> oh okay oh, okay <laughs> that's the only acceptable there yeah. might be another one where like sam was driving and they got in a car crash that killed them both instantly at the same time i'm like i will accept <laughs> that but like i
0: have i have like three notes uh, in this episode that's just sandwich in all caps so
1: yeah <laughs> i really do love the energy that they have together me too and They're such a great counterpoint to one another and to kind of the the quad that we see with Dean and Cass.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you said Dean and Cass and then my mind just fucking... You're welcome. White-noised out. Um, <laughs> uh, so my final takeaway is uh, this: this, you know, we have now painted fate as something ultimately unreliable we yeah, and, and we, and we can't trust it anymore and Ugh. and that's a huge that's a huge what the fuck if you know yeah if this michael death mean? actually happened what does it mean um so i mean like i'm so i'm here for it but also it took me a hot minute to catch up honestly <laughs> It, it it took me a while to catch up to. Oh my
1: god! It, are we actually doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: yeah we and- are
1: rewriting fate here. And it it does remind you to stay on your toes about that. Like, don't get complacent thinking this is the way it's got to be. Yeah. Just because what
0: what we were told is not necessarily true. Yeah. Even if it comes from
1: death herself. <laughs> Fuck. So what was so what was your final takeaway? I'm torn between doing something thoughtful and then something superficial. You said you said that you were going to
0: explain your. No, you said being egg. that. I
1: said I would. I was you, not said gonna...
0: you're, you said, you said, literally, I will you... show you the back tapes. You said, this
1: is my final takeaway. Fuck you. Yeah. And then later on, I said, if you're not telling me the fucking chicken and the snake thing, I ain't telling you my chicken and the egg thing. Well, so, I was waiting beep, bop, until. <laughs> I was waiting pro, until you quo, brought <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting until you brought up the
0: egg for your final takeaway, so that I could tell you what we're being told. You on can't the keep dips. dangling this
1: carrot above my head. <laughs> I ain't an idiot. It's been four and a half months. <laughs> you aren't showing your cards. Fuck you. You don't get my egg story. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Okay. What's your final yeah, takeaway then? It's no problem. It's no problem. Yeah. So it's no, it's no problem. Um, I think my flippant one is going to be just Noah as a concept and as a character uh, was such it was so brilliantly executed and he was so much fun they have really been having a blast with their monsters of the week yeah. and villains lately they've been given so much personality I really love how they fill the screen for the brief time that we have
0: and and you know one one small thing to appreciate about noah as a character is that you know we did have a, a queer coded character in this monster of the week and we didn't have one joke about it in in the narrative we didn't make a joke about the fact that the guy was pinned to his kitchen island in nothing but his underwear Or uh, uh, the other guy had his pants unzipped at a trucker stop. I mean, not that he had his pants unzipped, but honestly, I mean, that's the kind of joke that I would expect from Supernatural season six, seven, eight. Mm -hmm. So it's so cool to see that we didn't poke fun at this queer coded character. Um, Yeah,
1: it's such a kind of small bar to set, but it's nice. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys didn't trip over it. Like, God Uh bless. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Honestly. And and what's your Again, Porque no los dos.
1: What's your uh not flip it. What's your more serious answer? My here? more serious takeaway would just be the way that this episode, the way that the Monster of the Week and the way that its structure really fed into this idea that like Even if you think you know your fate, you really don't. You can't foresee everything and that, you know, you can get blindsided in ways that you just don't expect and it is a hard way to live and it's messy and you can rally and hate it all you want, but ultimately what you're taking from it is the things that you love. Like, you'll mourn the things you love and be grateful that you have them to mourn
0: i think i think that i mean kudos to yaki as always um it it yeah the the whole narrative the whole episode tied in so tightly with the takeaway of the episode um and and it's it was just a very, you know,
1: well, I'll, I'll, I'll be salty about the hunter hub. Yeah. same here,
0: but I'll still but,
1: say I loved this episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was just super tight, <laughs> and I mean yeah. that tight God, as in cool. It. Not, <laughs> I'm regressing into my 90s. It was like super tight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And, as I said, like, this is, this, I, I really did feel like this episode right here is the kickoff to the final arc of this entire season. Yeah. And
1: what a kickoff it was. Yeah. Michael's done, so what's coming next? Like, uh-huh. it just made you kind of stand up and pay attention. Yeah. 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 And that was season 14, episode 14. Or a bo bo Or a or- bo-bo bo 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 Or
0: bo Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Yeah. And if you guys had fun, then come visit us on Tumblr, on Twitter. We're at uh, nope chick flick podcast uh or no chick flick pod on tumblr and twitter respectively we're at no chick flick for our website no chick flick podcast at gmail.com for our email and come to us on uh, uh itunes or google play or wherever you get your podcast and subscribe
1: or leave us a review we uh, really appreciate it just knowing that there's people out there that are listening and we're we're looking forward. We're hoping that we can maybe chat with you guys too.
0: Yeah. It's so fun. We, we have so much fun recording and we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Yeah. We
1: hope you guys love it too.
0: Yeah. And, uh, we will see you next week. We're going to have so much fun. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my god, yes. Favorite, one of the top three of the whole season. Yes! So see you guys there. Yeah, see you guys there. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: I feel like I have a psychological fucking block when it comes to understanding this (laughs) chicken or the snake thing. Like, as soon as someone, like, as soon as you start explaining it, I'm just like, cat, 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 (laughs) meow, 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 (laughs) meow.